Saya tengok. Okay, bien, bien, bien. Hey, welcome to the House of Faithfully podcast where determination meets devotion. Join us across all social media platforms and all streaming platforms at L-I-N-K-E-R dot E-E forward slash Hustle Faithfully podcast. Today we're going to be discussing power partnerships and exactly what that means. Mm. Ricardo, how important are partnerships? Ooh, how important are partnerships? You cannot succeed in life at anything unless you're partnering with someone. You have to partner with someone. Absolutely. You know, I started a business 20 years ago and I was all about let me not know, let me not allow anybody to know the inner workings. Primarily because I had worked for somebody else and then I wanted to start my own business. So I was afraid it would happen to me. It never did, number one. But number two, it took forever for it to really grow to very, very large scale. When it did grow is when I started relinquishing some of the control. Not ownership, but control. Mm -hmm. Because you are better off to give the efforts of 1% of the efforts of 100 people than you are 100% of one person's efforts. So it's all about partnering with the right people. Now, whether that's partnership in a business, in a relationship, in a marriage, whatever the case may be, that partnership does not always mean ownership in a company. Sometimes that partnership is just so utterly important that, like you said earlier, you're not going to make it by yourself. You can only grow to such heights Mm -hmm. by yourself. And that's one of the things that I've learned recently with some of my new partnerships. Um, One of my specific partners, he has, we were together this weekend. I don't remember how many businesses he had, but whatever it is, not a one of them are solo businesses. In fact, we were talking about the organizational chart of one of the businesses we partner on. And he said, CEO. And he looked and he said, Jonathan, I don't want it. I won't be the CEO. So even though he's coming in as a lot of the brains behind it, he doesn't want to be the one to run the company. And I remember he said, put your name down there, put my name down there, and then put five blanks. He said, we'll need to fill in five slots. And I remember one time, now this man, he makes millions of dollars every single year, he himself. And he told me at one point, he said, Jonathan, I can't make a million dollars. He said, it's hard. He had also told me that it's easy to make a million dollars. So I asked him, I said, explain this to me because you're contradicting yourself. He said, Jonathan, I cannot make a million dollars a year by myself. He said, but if I bring in partners, it's very easy to do. And just to spend time with him like I did this weekend and like I have many times, it's so interesting to hear. He comes into everything with, Start with partnerships. Everything is all about partnerships. And that's true with everything. You know, like we've talked about, no man is an island unto himself. You got to bring in the right players to play the game with you and to grow. Right. Well, the, the, everything you're saying is, is absolutely true. And the one thing I said earlier, I want to um, add an, an addendum to that statement where I said, you can't succeed in anything in life if without partnering. Um, the one thing you 
can do, you can successfully fail if you don't partner. That's how important partnership is. You can be successful in one area in failure. And that's something that that each of us uh, have had to learn mm-hmm. in different stages of our life from adolescence up to now, like you were just talking about, uh, the example of, you know, your mentor, you know, saying, hey, you know, I, I, I could earn a million dollars easily. And then the simultaneous statement of saying it's hard to earn a million dollars. You know, um, partnership is a big piece of that component. As he revealed to you, it's not a contradictory statement. Right. There's uh, there's nuance to this thing. And if you don't partner, if you don't have the right people, you know, you don't have the right uh, support group, you don't have the right network, you can't successfully produce anything. Because the thing that I've heard someone say, this is a pastor talking about a movement. This is Pastor Ty Smith. He said in order for the, what he's been doing to succeed, he had to learn to hold it loosely, but guard it ferociously. Mm. And it was what I'm doing. I have to allow other people to participate. I have to bring other people in to partner with me in this. So I hold it loosely where I don't take it and hold it all to myself, but I let other people come in and partner with it in order for it to be able to be and do all it's intended to be and do. But I guard it ferociously because the vision was given to me. Mm -hmm. The dream is mine. So I have to guard that ferociously, but in order for it to happen, I got to hold it loosely. So that's something that I heard and it stuck with me. Mm. So what in my life am I holding and guarding? What am I holding too closely? Right. What am I holding too tightly? Well, I'm not letting go of the reins. I'm not delegating this thing. I'm not letting someone else in. And I'm in up working in an area of weakness where someone else could be helping me here and helping this thing grow. So that's something that I've had to learn from you know people like you. I've been around, like Pastor Ty Smith that I've heard say this and others. Partnership is invaluable. It is in our life. Yep. Say that quote one more time. That was deep. That was mm-hmm. that was powerful. It was to hold it loosely. The vision, the dream, whatever it is that you have, hold it loosely, but guard it ferociously. Wow. You got to let other people in because even though the dream is given to you, mm-hmm. it's not a dream just for you, no matter what that dream is. No matter how big or small, the dream always encompasses more than just you. Mm-hmm. So that is, wow, that's a mic drop already. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. So what other examples have you seen where partnership comes into play and it just catapults whatever that situation is, whether it's relationship, business, whatever? Well, one of the things for me is is marriage. You know, for most of us, you know, you and I, um, marriage is one of those things where you you have to work at it, but you can't do it with your own ideas and expectations Mm -hmm. in mind without taking into account the other person's ideas and expectations. Right. Now, that doesn't mean you come up with this, this huge pile of expectations that you have that you place on someone that they were never meant to meet. These are things that you have. Um, these presuppositions that you have, you come into this thing assuming that this person is going to be this and do this because in your mind, that's what you're already wanting. That's what you already believe. And then you project this up onto someone. Well, the, part, the power of partnership in a marriage is understanding that I have to let them in the area of strength help me in my area of weakness. That's right. And what I can't do is 
project on them something that was never theirs to, to carry because that may be a weakness of theirs. Maybe a strength of mine, so I'm expecting the same thing from them. Well, that may not be where they're strong. Mm -hmm. So I'm expecting that person to perform up to the level that I'm performing in this area, but that's my strength and their weakness. So if I allow them to, to produce out of them what they have to give, the strength that they have, that couples up to, to my strength, it's like strength to strength rather than weakness to strength or weakness to weakness. There's a, a, a growing and there's a there's a partnering that allows you to prosper in a way rather than floundering because you're able to have each person's strength identified and, and you accept that person's strength. But then you cover one another in weakness. That's right. And, and that's not just marriage. You know, that's uh, father, son, that's father, daughter, mother, son, mother, daughter, that's uh, business partners. That could be in ministry. It could be in anything where you, you understand that, that this person has a weakness. This person has a strength. And you identify what those things are. You figure out what direction you all are wanting to go in. And then you figure out where I can undergird and come under this person where they're strong and where I can give up my weakness and yield that to them so that now that I can be stronger because I'm partnered with them, but I don't have to limp on this side mm -hmm. because I don't have the strength to walk upright on this side. I can put my arm around them. They put their arm around me. I got a strong left leg. They got a strong right leg. Right. We walk upright because we're we're doing this together. We're partnering together. So that's kind of how it looks in marriage, where you come in, you figure out how do I help this person become the best that they can possibly be? How can I draw out of them something that they didn't even know that that, that was in them? And how can they do the same in me? That's right. And because there's something that we can produce together that neither one of us could do individually. And that's only because of partnership. Right. Know your strengths and hire your weaknesses. Now, higher your weaknesses, that's not always a business term. Like you said, in marriage, yeah. you have strengths that your spouse does not. Mm -hmm. There, There's an old saying that marriage is 50-50. That's the biggest crock of crap I've ever heard. <laughs> marriage is 100-100. Right. However, at the, at the same time, 100% of what you have to give may not be your normal 100%. Right. You know, as we're recording this, my mother-in-law just passed away a little over a week ago. And there's a lot of times where I spend literally hours just holding my wife, yeah, just holding her. And there's been so many times that she's apologized, Jonathan, I'm sorry. Thank you for being patient, but I'm sorry. I'm not doing anything. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. That's a hundred percent of what she has to give right now. Yes. Is that a hundred percent of what she typically gives? No, because that woman, she's the hardest working person that I've ever met yet right now because of her heart and her head and her emotions, her 100% may be just 15% of what's normal. Yeah. But you look at that hundred percent and you realize, Hey, you know what? She's given everything she has. Yeah. And at those times when it's the 85%, mm -hmm. if she needs me to stop what I'm doing and come in there and hold her, I'm game. Let's go. That's why it's so important to be in a healthy partnership because a healthy partnership, the other partner notices when the other person is down. Right. They notice when the other person is because I've taken account of your strengths. So I know when you're not operating at full capacity in that area. So there's something going on that's weakened you. And so now what do I need to do? I need to pour into you in this area. You know, because like you just said, today, my 100% maybe 15% mm -hmm. of my norm, but that's 100% for me today. And a person that's partnered with you correctly won't judge you because your 100% today is, is at 15% of your right. norm because that is all I got. But I know that 
So I'm going to give more today than what yep. I normally give. Even if I'm giving out of an area where I may be a little weaker than you, I may not have the same capacity to you. I'm, I'm supporting you in this area because you don't have that additional. So even if I only have 15% normally and you do most of the work in that area, my 15% now has actually helped you operate at a little higher level because I'm partnering with you in that area where you would normally carry the yeah, For sure. For sure. There's a great book that came out by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. You know, that book does not just talk about relationships between a man and a woman, uh, a marriage. That is very true in business partnerships, too. Right. Because if you, if your primary love language is, let's just say, physical touch, mm -hmm. but your spouse or your business partners is not, now that with the business partner, that may just be a handshake or a hug or whatever. But their primary love language is acts of service. You can hug them. You can shake their hand all day long. You can be physical with your spouse all day long. But if that's not what they need, even though it's your number one, that's not their number one. So you have to be conscious and aware of what is your spouse? What is your business partner? What is your friend's love language? Because that's what we all thrive on. And just knowing exactly how to pour into that partnership and knowing what kind of love they need, because, you know, a, a friendship is love. It's, it's a different kind of love than your relationship is with your spouse should be at least <laughs> yet. You have to know how they accept love. You have to know how they accept acceptance because they may not accept it in the same way that you do. My oldest son and my middle son, they're not a, a physical touch type person. Most guys are, they are not. So, you know, they don't accept the hugs like my wife or my daughters do because it's just a difference in love language and knowing how to give, love to your spouse, to your partner, to your friends, that builds that partnership, that builds that uh, power partnership with everybody that you're dealing with. So knowing how to show that love, how to show that appreciation, how to show that respect, that's how you can help your power partnerships grow and flourish mm -hmm. and just continually pouring in. Because you got to pour into all relationships and relationships pour back into you. Yes, it do. Keep your cup full. And you keep that cup full because you go about serving that person and not looking to be served. Right. You know, because if I'm constantly serving that person, then what you cause to happen is if you're constantly serving and you're constantly filling them up, but you have to fill them with the things that they need that make them full. Right. Because by making them full, they overflow back into you. Mm -hmm. So you're not at a deficit. Because sometimes if you're given to a person and you're given to a person and you're giving them out of what you think they need, not what you know they need, they never get full. So you never get replenished. Mm -hmm. So you end up giving to a point of being at a deficit. And then you point at them and say, why aren't you? And you can fill in the blanks with whatever that is. You know, because you feel like you're, you're, you're missing something or you're lacking something. And you actually are. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, what, the greatest thing you're lacking is awareness because you kept giving to no effect and didn't notice it. 
he didn't realize that I'm just giving and I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I'm upset with them because they don't seem to be receiving, but you're missing the mark. You have not taken the time to identify what it is that they need. You're looking at what you need and you're giving them what you would want, but never giving them what they need. Mm-hmm. So that's important when you're talking about your cup being full. You actually cause both of you to be depleted if you lack awareness or relational intelligence when it comes to these partnerships. Relational intelligence. Expand on that phrase. Well, the relational intelligence is your ability to understand what this person needs and how best to serve them in order for this relationship to prosper. Mm. Like there's a there's a level of understanding and awareness that you have to have regarding this person's needs, this person's mindset, this person's weakness, this person's strength in order for this relationship to prosper. Because if you don't have that, then or you lack that relational uh, um, intelligence, then there's no way for this relationship to prosper because you're acting ignorant in this relationship because there's things you don't know. Ignorance is just that a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding. That's what happens when you don't have relational intelligence. You're relationally ignorant. Mm -hmm. And because of that, partnership fails. How do you grow your relationship intelligence? Communication is a huge part of it. I don't know any more about you than what you tell me. Right. I can see you in action. I can see how you interact. I can find out some things about you through being in proximity to you, just around you in the things that you're doing and watch you move and talk to other people. But I'm limited as to what I can learn about the person, John. Not not the the uh, persona of John, not the, the the facade that sometimes people will put on in certain environments and in certain uh, uh, places, but the actual person, right? The man behind the mirror. That's what you have to do. You have to communicate with that person. You have to spend time with that person. Like in order to know certain things about individuals, you have to invest in them. Yes, fully. There's not a casual investment. I have to talk to you and find out what makes you tick. I have mm-hmm. to find out who John actually is when the light's off, you know, because that helps you build that relational intelligence. Cause now I know what you really need. Not what I think you need. What in my eyes, what I see you need, because my perception of you and what I see will change when I get to know you. Right. Cause from a distance, I look at you and say, Oh yeah, John is so and so this is what I need to do. Well, what I don't know is that's the symptom of a cause. And so I need to know the cause and address the cause, not the symptom. So I need to be able to know you to know what the cause is. So when I see the symptom, I'm not addressing it. I'm addressing the cause because I've got to talk to you. You know, so that's the difference when it comes to being able to increase your relational intelligence. Wow. That may be a subject for a different day. Yeah. (laughs) Because we could go so in depth with relational intelligence. Yeah. And helping people understand the importance of the importance of relationships as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Because life is really made and broken on relationships. It is. Every business relationship you have is that it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. Every friendship relationship. Yeah. That's something I've heard that if you don't get relationship right, you can't get life right. Get mm-hmm. relationship wrong, you get life right. Just had to take some notes on that. That that was deep. For everybody listening, make sure you're taking notes because there's some big nuggets being dropped today. So back to the original 
<laughs> topic today of power partnerships. <laughs> we were. Okay. Having the relational intelligence is everything that you need. Well, so much of what you need in order to put together power partnerships. And we've all heard the term, your network determines your net worth. That goes so much deeper than just finance. Yes, sir. It better. It better. I was doing a, a coaching call with somebody several months ago. We were talking about their son who was getting in a lot of trouble. Now, I've never met any of his friends. And I was talking with his parents and I said, let me guess, these are his friends. And I explained to them, they said, how did you know? I'm like, because I can look at the way that they're behaving and I can tell you who they're around. I don't have to see them. I don't have to be around them. Yeah. You are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. So true. Who do you hang out with? Who do you put yourself around? Mm-hmm. You know, if you've had drinking problems, if you've had drug problems, if you've had whatever addiction problems you have, and that's the circle that you ran around in, and that's the group of people that you ran around with, and you want to break that habit, you want to stop drinking, stop doing drugs, stop doing whatever, you've got to break those friendships. Yeah. You've got to get around power, positive people. Yeah. You've got to get around people that believe in you. Say, hey, Ricardo, you know, you're really awesome when you're not drunk. You're really awesome when you're not high. How about let's go have some fun without having to put that crap in our life. Right. And the more people that you're around that reinforce that you are incredible and you are amazing just as you are without all of that stuff. That's when you start to break free. Yeah. You know, there, there was a comment that you made to me right before we started recording today mm-hmm. about, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. Do you remember that comment you made? Yeah. Well, say it for everybody so we can expand on that one. The comment that I made was about someone affirming the lowest version of themselves mm-hmm. rather than calling out the highest version of themselves. I don't want to identify my present self with my old self. Right. If I was an alcoholic, I'm not going to introduce myself as an alcoholic. You know, I, I like... Why would I continue to remind myself of what I was at my worst? That's right. You know, that's just, that's the way I see it. That's the way I I, I feel. You should affirm the best version of yourself and what it is you want and not what you want. That's right. That's right. Because, you know, your subconscious mind is nothing more than a computer. It believes what you keep reinforcing to it, no matter what that is. Yeah. If you are an alcoholic, let's just say. Yeah. And you tell yourself every single day, I am a non-drinker. I am a non-drinker. Mm-hmm. You may you may have go may go and have some alcohol with a meal later that day or in between meals. When you keep reaffirming yourself, mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before it kicks in. Yeah. And now there is more work that has to go into it. I'm not just saying, hey, speak it, and it is. Right. Sometimes that does happen. That's not the bulk of stuff. It does take more work. But like you were saying, after you've gotten clean, after you're dry, why in the world would you say, hi, my name's Jonathan and I'm an alcoholic? Right. No, 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 no. My name's Jonathan and I was. That's a completely different thing than saying I am. Yeah, yeah. I was this. It's a ridiculous thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. 
you know, I don't want to make a condemning statement about a present reality that I have. Mm -hmm. Like my present reality is this. Why am I going to make a condemning statement based on what I was doing or where I was? And now my present state is like I'm condemning myself now where I'm not in that place, but I'm telling myself I am essentially. You know, we know like that's not necessarily what you're trying to say. But when you say it, like you said, subconsciously, your subconscious mind, all it is, here's I am alcohol. Right. And it stores. It's, it doesn't know whether that's a good statement or a bad statement. It just stores the statement. That's right. You know, it's a sticky statement. You know, it, you make that statement and it sticks to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't make those type of statements consistently, you know, about anything in your life that you want to see change. Because you always see that thing that you said and anything that looks like it, it'll remind you of it because that's what you keep out in front of you. It's like yeah, neon sure. lights. In, in neon lights, you see this. So I just believe that it, it, whatever it is you're wanting to do, whatever it is you're wanting to be, keep that's a faith forward view. Fear is backwards looking. So I fear that I'm going to go back to that, but I'm walking forward. I don't know anyone who can walk forward while looking backwards and not get hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to want to get hurt, but if I'm looking behind me, I can't possibly see what's in front right. of me. You miss opportunities and you miss things because I keep looking in the rearview mirror. Mm -hmm. You know, so that I think it's just important to not to, to not have that type of mindset. Well, it's almost a, a, a failure mindset. You know, yeah, I'm, 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 I say I'm living in success. I'm living in a state of overcoming, but I keep speaking failure. Mm. You know, I can't do that. I'm undermining my own foundation. You are. You are. So you always have to be cautious and aware of what you're speaking into existence. Yeah. Yeah. Because you hear something so much, it becomes true. Think about the world of politics. Mm -hmm. Most of what they say is crap. Most of what they say is just untrue. Mm -hmm. But yet, unfortunately, if they keep with the same story, yeah, minute after minute, day after day, year after year, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it becomes accepted by the masses and becomes quote unquote true, even though it's not. I, I think that's why it's so important. We're talking, talking about the power of partnership. That's why you even have to partner with yourself better. Mm. You can be in a bad partnership with yourself. Yes, you can. You know, and, and that's so that, that power of partnership extends beyond, you know, uh, other people outside exterior, uh, external influences. There's an internal influence. There is a partnership that you have to have a right mindset that you have to have a, a great relationship with yourself. Because most times the worst partnership we have and the worst relationship we have is the one we have with ourselves. Without a doubt. And if, if we have a harbor relationship with ourselves and a toxic relationship with ourselves, you can't possibly build healthy relationships with other people because you're in a toxic relationship already. Like, yeah. How do you build a healthy relationship when the one you're in presently is toxic? And that's the one you've been in the longest. That's your point of reference. So partnership extends beyond external partnerships. But the first one you have to start with is the one you have with yourself. Yep. You got to take care of yourself first. Yeah. I remember many years ago, somebody saying to me that they're going to take care of themselves before they take care of their kids. And I'm like, that's just so wrong. You need to take care of your kids first. No, you don't. You need to take right. care of yourself first because you have to be whole in order to take care of somebody else. Yeah. You don't go out looking for love because you're down on luck for yourself or you're disappointed with yourself or you're depressed with yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to heal yourself first. Right. You have to have that powerful relationship with yourself.
first before you are able to give it out to others. Yeah. So that's that's a great point that you made right there. What else do you have in closing for us on this episode of Power Partnerships to lead the listeners and the viewers with to help them propel forward and to help them understand the importance of partnerships? Well, uh, for myself, and I can only speak for myself, and there's other people that are like me in this regard, I pray a lot. And I pray because I don't ever want to get to a point where I think I know it all. Mm-hmm. I think I have this great plan in my head that's that's going to change the world and just going to do all these amazing things. But the thing is, there's things that I don't know that could trip me up or could ruin um, this plan or this this vision or this dream that I have. And the thing, when I say vision, I'm talking about vision that that God has given me for my life that will impact the lives of other people. Because I don't get visions that are just for me. There are things that I'm supposed to do, a contribution that I'm supposed to make while I'm here that changes the lives of other people. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, then I have to include one God in this this whole thing, in this, this vision and bringing this thing to, to fruition. But there's other people I have to include in this, too. So I pray and ask God to help me partner with the right people. Because the worst thing you can do is have a clear vision, but have a cloudy relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you, that's what you can't do, because if you got a cloudy relationship, it'll cloud the vision. Absolutely. It'll destroy it. So the one thing I'll tell people is pray, ask God for guidance. I don't care if you're a believer or not. I, I hope that you are. But if you're not, this applies to everybody. Get on your knees and pray. Ask God for clarity. So, Lord, help me to see this clearly. Help me to align myself with the right people. Help me to walk out this assignment in the way that you've given it to me, a gifted me to be able to do it. Because we all have unique gifts and talents that we're supposed to utilize. I cannot take a hockey stick to a baseball game and call myself a baseball player. Can I swing it and hit the ball? Yes. But just because you can do a thing doesn't mean you should do it. Right. So it's understanding what tools I possess. It's understanding what this tool is best used for. And then it's looking at what I don't possess and what people around me I can partner with to help me in the area so that they bring the tools to the table that are necessary for this vision to become clear. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's that thing where you have to make certain that you're with the right people, you're you're doing the right things and utilizing what you have, and you're praying and asking for clarity each and every day along this journey. Mm-hmm. I, if you do those things, partnering, praying, and pursuing, then whatever goal, whatever vision that you have, those things can go from just being something that's in your head to being something that's in your, in your, your line of view, in your eyesight, you know? So that, that would be my suggestion. I mean, there's more things we could talk about, but that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be unequally yoked. Yeah. I'm not just talking from a religious standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, I'm talking to every standpoint. Oh yeah. You come into a business partnership and, and this person wants to, to sell widgets and this person wants to sell, cars yeah it's not going to work you got to be in focus and have that clear path and be on the same journey together mm-hmm. that's a powerful partnership yes sir everybody remain blessed and unstoppable we will see you again next week for the next episode of the hustle faithfully podcast remain blessed and unstoppable